It's the Team Super Dad podcast and we're talking about the amazing benefits of journaling. And in this expert hangout, I'm joined by Moira Mackey, Dale Darley and surprise guest Andrew Priestley. Roll theme. Welcome to Team Super Dad. Real dads creating their best lives ever. More time, more money, more fun. You are not alone. You're on Team Super Dad. Good evening. Welcome to the Team Super Dad Expert Hangout. My name's Johnny Jensen. I'm the founder of the Team Super Dad Program and System. We are equipping dads to create their best life ever, and especially busy dads, which in fact is all dads. If, if you can introduce me to a not non-busy dad, then uh, that will be a first for me. Or, or they're just not a very good dad, basically. Um, today is an expert hangout, which we do on a regular Monday night. And but it's also part of the 28 day habit challenge. And there is a amazing habit that can be picked up by anybody called journaling. And I guess some people might associate that or know that more as like writing a diary. But there's many different ways of, of, of journaling. And I wanted to include this in the 28 day habit challenge. And so I put it out on my socials. Who do I know that journals on a regular basis? And uh, thankfully, such is the power of having lots of contacts across the socials. Uh, two wonderful women were introduced to me and we've had lots of chat this week. And um, good for you as well as myself, because I'm always learning when I have these conversations. We've got two experts here and they'll introduce themselves uh, in a moment. But Moira and Dale, curiously, as you can see from our names, only people with alliterations. Uh, <laughs> first name and surname are invited on tonight which did make it more of a challenge but anyway we succeeded uh, as you can see it actually it looks quite neat doesn't it if you had ocd it, it looks, looks quite lovely. neat <laughs> <laughs> so yes it's been like, like i said it's a real pleasure to have been introduced to you um dale would you like to do yourself justice by introducing yourself you know tell us how how uh, you know what, what you do for work and, and where you're based because we uh, moira and i just found that out and uh, and how you how you how you came to be a journaling coach and expert okay so i'll start with where i live so i live in spain i live in a teeny weeny little hamlet in the middle of nowhere so the, the region is almeria but where i live no one will have ever heard of it, but it's absolutely glorious. It's quiet. I'm surrounded by hills. And as someone who's a writer, this is for me because I love silence. This is the perfect, perfect spot. So I came here um, about six, no, exactly six years ago. It's almost to the week that I up sticks and drove here with, with my then two dogs. So I've obviously had to change the way that I work, but I still do a similar kind of thing. So I still help people write books and I do the, the, the journaling side. So I call my stuff writing to heal. So healing all your whatever your stuff is and then writing to heal the world in whatever way you want to call healing. So, you know, yeah. if you were doing... Um, I don't know, conflict resolution in teams, for me, that's healing. But my healing is much more kind of like emotional and mental, you know, spiritual, physical, that sort of thing. So, um, and I've been journaling, I think, ever since I was born. I can't remember a time that I didn't scribble on things. Yeah, I love I, that. I was trying to remember for you today and I was thinking, when did I start? And I know, I, I you know, for me, journaling has, al has always been because I needed to clear the clutter in my head. So it's been for a long time. 
Okay, awesome. Good, they got that. Now I can see Andrew uh, Priestley in just in the waiting room as well. So I might. He looks like he's just picked up the phone actually. So maybe I'll hold tight a second there. But just just to uh, pick up on something you just said there as well, which I think is really interesting for the Team Superdad uh, community. Just you said I, in the way that I work. You've created a whole lifestyle for yourself with online courses and your businesses online, which is your, your website looks fantastic. The course structure looks amazing. Um, and I know from the way that I got introduced to you, people rate you and, and take, I've taken a lot of value out of the courses that, that you've created. So I hope that's inspiration for, for, you know, for anyone that's listening to this, obviously the team stupid dad community, but this is a, this is being streamed all over the place. So mums, uh, you know, this is doesn't, not exclusive to dads at all. Um, just amazing that you've, you've, I guess, followed a passion. You've got, you've got a lifestyle you enjoy, you're living somewhere that you love and you're still making money and doing, uh, doing stuff that's adding value to people. So absolutely brilliant. Thank you. Maybe we'll get you on another day and you can, we can talk more about that whole online business side of things as well because that falls into the finance and wealth section of the f5 uh, which is the the core part of team super dad so uh well i'll bring andrew back in when he gets off the phone but moira same as well let's introduce you and, and talk a bit about uh, how you came to start journaling and what you do yeah well not not living anywhere as exotic as that although i was born and brought up in zimbabwe so i am powered by sunshine and um, the journal that I'm going to release is called Journal Safari because it's kind of inspired by that whole process of when you go on safari. So I'm based in Hertfordshire. Um, I'm a leadership team and career coach. And essentially it's about I'm on a mission to help people thrive at work because mm. we spend so much of our life, don't we, at work. And they can be pretty grim places or they can be amazing places. And if your work's not working, often your home life isn't working and vice versa. So uh, my MSc in executive coaching is like the whole person. The It's a relational coaching program. So it's all about who you are, how you get in your own way, how you show up. Um, and I, I think I just hate the word professional. I just prefer the word authenticity. And I think that something like German can really help find who we are or like like you said dale um it's about clutter you know journaling can be sort of marie kondo for your mind it's like clear the clutter and find out what's underneath there so yeah that that that's me yeah awesome and you just said before we uh, hit the go button when you're working with business leaders it's always telling for you the business leaders that are already journaling or have some kind of mm. notebook that they pull out. That's, it's like a, it's like a success, it's like a measure of uh, a success model, like an indicator it, of success. Oh yeah. I mean, it's a, ref, uh, you know, it's any form of reflective practice at all. So yeah, it is. I can always tell when they get their little book out. Cause I often provide like uh, sort of little A5 journal or something, just bring, take them with me. And the ones that go, no, no, don't need that. Or yeah, I'll take yours. That looks nice. But, you know, essentially they've got their own. Then you know already they're in the groove for thinking about what they're doing and yeah. how to get better and how to flex to whatever's going on. Yeah. Yeah. And that's so important because uh, as a, as a, a tool, you know, as a, as a tip or a piece of, of, of knowledge. When I, when I interview people, when we do these expert hangouts, that's really one of the intentions of this is that if we can give people, um, 
examples that success you know we can model success from from those that are actually achieving some of the things that we want to achieve then that's that's the the, the best way to achieve success ourselves mm. uh, if, if it was running we might want to talk to someone who's won a gold medal in the olympic or if it's business we want to talk to someone who's grown a business or led a business you know, and, and actually had that success that the rest of us strive for so it is so important that we notice those those nuggets that are out there uh, bedtime is one that comes up so frequently for me when i speak to to um to, to successful people in any field they're like oh yeah well i go to bed at this time and i wake up at this time and actually the time yeah. they wake up is really <laughs> early so yeah. and you can't get up really early and you keep going to bed really late so yeah yeah there's a rhythm i think there's a rhythm that people work out what is it that works best for for their whole system you know their body and their mind and the relationships and the results that they've got to get so yeah they they thought about it even if i mean people say oh well that's not naturally me but over time leaders coalesce around something that suits the environment and the goals that they want to achieve yeah well you get that with illness don't you like I don't want to be a vegetarian. Well, if you keep eating meat, you're going to die. Oh, okay. Yeah. Give me, <laughs> well, give me the vegetables, please. You know, we do it where, oh, Andrew's ready now. Look, I'm going to bring him in. He's, he's giving me like double thumbs up. Here we go. Uh, actually, a, a surprise guest, a bonus guest, uh, all the way from sunny Kent, uh, via, uh, all the, via Australia. Um, Andrew, awesome to have you on board. Thanks for joining us. Mate, what a conversation, man, oh, man. Uh, like, I, <laughs> I can't believe the sort of stuff that you just covered in the, in five minutes. But uh, so I'm so rude. I was I was all ready to chat, and I got this phone call from a client in Norway, and I just said, take it. As you do, I'm name-dropping. No, it was perfect because I could see Norway. I was waiting for Dale to just – I was waiting for Dale to, to, to finish her intro, and yeah, yeah. so you were in the waiter. It was perfect. Um, Andrew, we, it's, it's awesome that you've – I basically hijacked your evening, so thank you for being so generous with your, with your time there. Uh, we were on a, a mastermind earlier this week, the Change Your Game Business Accelerator, and you were doing money mastery, like a, you know, understanding your cash flow and balance sheet. Absolutely amazing session. Thank you. And just in the middle of that, you dropped in, oh, yeah, well, I journal every day, and da, 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 and, it, like, and, and it was – it was so casual a reference, like that's just something that you naturally do. It was, it was, a, it was a, it was like obviously I'm going to just mention that, like everybody else does, but no, not everybody else does. And yeah. um, so it was, it was, it was. I asked if you had a, a couple of tips to share on text, and you said you'd jump on here. So absolutely brilliant. And you're a business coach. Do you want to just introduce yourself briefly? Uh, yeah, I'm a business coach. Okay, awesome. that, that was brief. Also, a bloody good one. <laughs> yeah, I'm, a, I'm a business coach. Uh, I specialise in, in mentoring leaders, business leaders. Uh, so I, uh, I'm a visiting lecturer at CAS, London School of Business. Big controversy over there, name at the moment. Don't ask me why, but anyway. Um, I do that. Uh, what else? Uh, I'm ranked in the top 100 entrepreneur mentors in the UK. Day, which is that was pretty amazing and i'm the chairman for children's charity so so i sort of devote myself between that and doing the children's charity so. absolutely brilliant absolutely yeah. brilliant now listen i bought you big now so we're all, we're all on, the, on the screen together so it's always it's it's interesting when you when you've got four people on on, on the call but we'll, we'll i'll host and manage this as, as best i can i think the, the best way to, to start this is like wh- why do people journal what what are the what are the benefits that people people get out of it? I know from the from the research that I've done, people talk about mental health, and you've Dale and Moira, you've both mentioned about an uncluttering your mind. But from your perspective, 
and and we'll start Andrew singing last in first up. Well, what are, what uh, and we'll go around and you, you can share your perspectives each. But what are some of the benefits that, that you find personally um, in, in journaling? And, and well, first of all, how long have you journaled for? Uh, I started journaling in 1976. Okay. So I was at university and uh, I found I had a lot on and it started out as to-do lists, right? And then that graduated into goal lists. So I was writing down my goals and stuff like that. And then I got pretty annoyed because some of the goals weren't <laughs> handling, coming off mainly about girlfriends, you know, stuff like that. <laughs> it just it wasn't gelling and I was sort of, why isn't this working for me, right? So, um, so I started journaling in that in that uh, that that time frame, and then I found firstly, uh, I didn't have to hold a lot of stuff in my head. I could get it out of there and just put it in the journal and just not even worry about it, right? And um, and then I just I just got addicted to it. So these I, these are oh look at this look at this look at this look at this just oh, some of the ones big journals big journals some some of the ones I've got, but um, uh, when I when I came to the UK. I had boxes and boxes and boxes, and I, I spent six months scanning them all, right? So going back to 1975, so they're all scanned, and so they're all electronic, right? And so these are probably some there, so if I need it, and then I went through and I did an archive, so if I'm looking for something like my mum's fruitcake recipe, right, I can just type that in and it'll go find it for me, which is just, oh. it's just phenomenal. But what, that, that what, is phenomenal, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But, I mean, the thing is that because I was involved with business, for example, you know, like, look, look at this, look, look. I was having a bad day there, look. <laughs> Frankenstein, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but, yeah, and things like if I'm trying to figure stuff out, I do a lot of diagrams, <laughs> loads of stuff like that. So I'm figuring stuff out in my head and, and almost like road testing it. But, um, but the thing I discovered was as a distinct from a, from a diary – and then, um, I then decided to be super honest, which is one reason I started scanning because I thought, no, I don't want. Like, this is just me working stuff out. It would be I'd be mortified if anybody read any of these these journals. You now, so I went through them. And like everybody in life, you've had some ups and downs. I've had some pretty painful experiences in life, and it was just a way to work through that, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so things like I, I got better and better at my writing. So I started, I found that I could journal better if I went in columns like this rather than trying to go across the page. I started uh, journaling in galleys. So it's a lot easier for me to go find stuff. And yeah, I'm not letting you read it, Dale. <laughs> <laughs> Look at Dale, Dale's going, I want to read it. Take his screenshots. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, look, there's everything in there. I just put all sorts of stuff in there that. But um, uh, and then I found stuff like when I was thinking, oh, when you came on there, you mentioned spirit. Look, the first universal spiritual passbook, right? <laughs> Bank account, right? It was I was on this spiritual journey to our most valued customer, Andrew Priestley. <laughs> <laughs> a thousand respect. A thousand percent. I'm responsible. Bonus club. A new river of lifeboat. No judgment. Crashed. It was all this sort of stuff and, you know, I, I wanted to have a lot of fun so I started introducing a lot of colour to it and I experimented with that. Um, and look, look at this. Look, uh, you can uh, – I did a psych degree, right, and one of the things was we had to go and do stuff in, a, in an internship in a rehab clinic and I, I thought I was just going there to observe and not, they were having none of that. 
So, um, and I found pretty pretty quickly that you know there was a lot of stuff that came up for me, like anxiety and uh, you know, like uh, my my dad was in World War Two, and I, I I have a name for what it was now. It was probably post traumatic stress syndrome. Mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, as a kid growing up with hyper vigilant, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, stuff like, you know, compassion. And this one here, I was trying to journal what, what qualities do I like? So, so, I mean, it's just, it's just, it's just wonderful. But, uh, but the, the other thing I, I just wanted to add here is that what, what absolutely throws me is I'm looking at a journal from, say, 19, 1980, 1985, for example, I think, God, who was this young man? Mm-hmm. So, you you know, you go back through, there's a real treasure trove and, you know, I started journaling dreams, just whatever, whatever it was. And and then what was what was that woman that did the artist's way? Julia Cameron. Yeah, so her 12-week thing and you do the three-day morning, the morning um, whatever it was. Um, but, you know, it's just I could... I just could go through loads of these, and then they look. They change size and shape. Um, I found, I found things like um, where are we here? It looks like I've shanghaied the conversation, doesn't it? No, no, it's um, perfect. This is, no, because in so many ways, this is going to throw us into different areas of conversation, and we can double back and actually yeah. pull on how how that came to be. And yeah, so I was trying to work at. I was trying to work through here as a big dip in my life, you know, big, big, massive dip. And, and, and then I got into systems development. So I started unpacking my life in terms of a system thing and looking at that, and, you know. And, and, do, and do you think, uh, Andrew, that was as you were taking on board knowledge and skills and experience, that was evolving your journaling and it's almost to help you process the knowledge you were acquiring? Uh, I, I, I think you nailed it. That's well spotted, Johnny, because that's exactly what happened. But, you know, like I was working through a lot of stuff, you know, and it was working through information, working through my own stuff, um, more importantly. For me, the most valuable thing was working through a lot of painful stuff yeah. uh, as well as good stuff as well. You know, like I journal good stuff that's happened, like, you know, my uh, my grandson's third birthday. Great. A lot of lovely stuff there. And I look at I look at. I can go back and read journal entries I had about my kids when they were three, and uh, and I think ah oh, I forgot all about that. Wow! You know I hid my son's bike in a in a shed and lost the key. <laughs> <laughs> Bad father. Bad Do you know father. straight away it makes me think about that adage or that expression. You know when when was the best time to plant an oak tree? Yeah. Like twenty five years ago, when's the second best time to today? Uh-huh. You know, so if, if anybody's oh, yeah. hearing this, and I'm thinking, yeah. oh my gosh, all that, all that, all that stuff's gone. Well, okay, fair enough. I, I, I could try and recount some of it, but clearly, the best yeah. time to start is <laughs> is is tonight or tomorrow morning. Yeah. Well, you know, you know, Johnny, I, 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 uh, uh, I was interested one time in what I actually could remember, so I. I got a book and I put a page for each year or a couple of pages for each year right from when I was born right through and then I said okay today I'm just going to see if I can remember anything from when I was one either what somebody told me about me at one or what I could remember well obviously my earliest memory is my mum had passed out on the floor it was in Australia it was a it was a heat wave and my mum had passed out and I'm in this high chair and why won't anyone notice me (laughs) (laughs) anyway Several years later, still got that dilemma. (laughs) (laughs) The unanswerable question. But it's amazing. It's amazing if you just do that exercise and just start with the years that you've got and 
you'll be surprised at what happens. And when I talk to my sister, my brother, who I, I chat with my brother and sister every day and we just have a bit of a laugh and, you know, uh, about various things. But it's amazing what they remember that I've forgotten. And But, but you know, if my kids ask me stuff, I say, yeah, I know that and I'll go find it. Like my sister said, where's mum's fruitcake recipe? I said, I know exactly where that is. <laughs> When did she give it to you? 1991. She gave it to me. Okay, that's where I found it, 1991. So it was in there. So, yeah, it's a, it's a delight. Do I spend a lot of time on it? No, I just I just put stuff in. Some mornings I, I write a little bit, but I try and do a little bit each day and just capture notes and stuff like that. But it's fascinating to go looking back. The scanning thing for me uh, was important because so many of the things I journal were around business and, you know, a lot of lessons around stuff that I went through and I said, I've got to capture this while I remember it. It's almost like a case study thing. So somebody was asking about a dilemma. There's a real dilemma we've got right now, you know. There's a dilemma that's here, and this is not a time to get too political. But, uh, you know, the the Charities Commission, uh, I have to be incredibly transparent with what I'm doing with the Charities Commission, okay. So you can't, you can't run foul of the Charities Commission. And uh, I learned this years and years ago around things like governance and as I was working with high-end life and limb uh, scenarios. I was working with civil aviation and with the government, with military, all that sort of stuff. And um, one of the things I learned was about doing due diligence and before you jump on the boat with anything, before you just jump on a bandwagon and get all emotionally caught up in the, the, the speed. And we've, we've got a couple of things happening in the last two years, particularly one that's very fresh at the moment, which everybody's jumping on. And, you know, to me it's – it's, and I'm getting the sense I should be on it and, if, and that to me is because I've learnt by reading my journals, I know that it's, it's, it's a red flag to say slow the game down, do your due diligence before you just jump on this and just see where this is going to go, give it time. And that was something I learned from many, many examples because I journal those things. Like, so, well, wisdom, yeah. wisdom, the power of wisdom is one thing, but being able yeah. to actually utilise that wisdom is, is, is yeah. another thing, yeah. Yeah. Well, journaling wow. taught me, mate, don't make big decisions after 9 o'clock and before 9, nine in the morning. I make terrible decisions after 9 o'clock. Nine o'clock at night. So there minutes. you go. <laughs> but loads of journals, different shapes, different sizes. Is there a sort of thing? No. Um, I, I chose journals that I could lay on a flatbed scanner. Yeah. Right? So these ones, they look nice, but I can't scan them without having shadows everywhere, and it was important for me to you know, catch stuff like that. Um, you know, uh, little ones. They're good. Uh, all different sizes and shapes and colours, and you know, it's it's not the diary. That's what gives it flavour. You know, it's like a cookbook. I love cooking. That's what makes that's what makes life interesting. Wow, that's amazing, Andrew. Thank you. What an introduction. Blimey, I'm blown away. <laughs> Dale and Moira are like, now so what do we say? Watching, <laughs> no, I'm looking at you now. <laughs> I'm looking at you guys at home now. Get a journal, okay? I'm looking at you. Have you got a journal? Are you journaling? <laughs> I think that that's so brilliant, though, that you've laid out all the different ways that journals can be because I think that's one of the barriers that people have. I talk all the time about the fact it's not about having perfect grammar or, you know, right. And it's not for anyone else and there's no rules and all that kind of stuff. And you've just laid it out beautifully, all the different things that you could possibly do with journals. And there's even more, I mean, but that's, 
inspiring for people to look and go, oh, and I love your one year of your life, one page, one year of your life. That's something I've never heard of. And I'm thinking, oh, yes, I like that idea, you know. So always learning. Yeah, yeah. it was it was important for me, uh, Moira, because there were things that happened and I thought, did I imagine that or did that actually mm-hmm. happen? You know, so it's not always – it wasn't. It, it a lot of my journals haven't always been happy things to think, but I mm. needed a way to process through them. You know? mm. I needed to, to work it through. A mm. lot of business stuff, but a lot of personal stuff as well. So yeah. Well, memory is an unreliable thing, anyways. You probably realise when you talk to your siblings, everybody's got a different view of what happened at that Christmas mm. dinner, right? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. But it's, it's that, good to go back. Yeah. So, but here's the question: Should they be black journals like mine, or should they be coloured? What do you think? Well, I think you should have a selection. <laughs> yeah, I think you should. I think you should write depending on. Oh, on look! I approve of orange. It's my corporate you colour. See, you yeah. guys, you guys are really lucky that you can go and buy beautiful stationery. When I lived in the UK, talk about stationery porn. I had. I'd go anywhere and it would be like, oh, my God, journals, journals. Oh, my God. Oh, my, oh look at that one. Oh, my God, that's so beautiful. I live in Spain. Little, yeah. Oh. You can have you can have A like, or B. <laughs> but that's so, what I want. If you're watching this, you've got to send Dale a journal. Oh God, yeah. you do. And 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 I want pens. I want yes. pens. And other pretty things, please. Yeah. <laughs> but that's that's in, the the value of the value of yeah, there we go. It's all, yeah. all Andrew's journaling stuff. The Andrew, value of this is that I'm looking forward to my presents. <laughs> pens, yeah. The pens are the pens are awesome. People shouldn't get stuck on what they're going to write. They shouldn't get stuck on what they're going to write it in. They shouldn't mm-hmm. get stuck on how much they're going to write or how long it's going to take. Mm-hmm. Um, you've you've basically covered an hour's worth of conversation in ten minutes, Andrew. Uh-huh. But it but it is it's perfect to be able to dig dig into it because I was really wanted to get across in this session, you know, why people journal, like the benefits of doing it and, and, and what they get out of it, and then get stuck into some of the hows and, and, and why people come come unstuck. Um, uh, Dale, in, in, in your work with people, it, it sounds like obviously we've got Moira here who's perhaps a bit more business um, focused and you're a bit more of the, of the creative um, sort of pulling out your life, life experiences and stuff. Where... Um, if people are uncomfortable about starting journaling, what 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 should they do to get past that? Or they say, "Oh, I'm not really a writer. I don't. It doesn't. I don't know. It doesn't come out. It doesn't flow out of my my hand hand well." Um, how, how do you approach people who feel like that? That's a struggle for them. Well, what I like to do is try and get people to find an environment that they feel comfortable in. So I do write in bed, but when I look at the environment that, that I'm in. It's cosy, it's comfortable. So if I pick cosy, comfortable silence up and take it to the downstairs lounge, it's cosy, comfortable. And so for me, it's about environment. So for some people, I find it shocking that they could possibly write in a cafe with loud music, but you have to find the right place for you. So the right environment that Mm. feels good. So that's, for me, that's the first thing is, is the right environment. And then is to look at journaling in lots and lots of different ways. So when I first came to Spain, I pretty much was in a mess. And one of the things I did, I don't think we had Facebook Lives 
back then. So one of the things I did every single day is when when you've got a new leader, you talk about their first 100 days in something. So I said, right, my first 101 days of being here, I'm going to talk into my phone. And I went out every day. It was it was hard. I can remember going on holiday with my mum and taking my dogs to the, the top of a hill. And... <laughs> On cue. On cue. There's something wild going on outside. But I, I can remember this one day, um, I'd left my mum, I'd taken the dogs for a really, really early morning walk, and I broke my heart about something that was going on. So for 101 days, I talked into a mobile phone, and then I listened back, and then I wrote in my journal. So for me, it's you've got to find the right environment and then the right medium. So it might be, if I take my mum as an example, in her early 60s, I bought her a journal of pen and a book on how to write a novel. I think, I don't know what happened to the, the journal, but she's now subsequently written eight books. So her method of journaling was to write novels based on her life. And what is really, really super fascinating right now. She's, she was 82 last week and she said, oh, I'd, you, she, she, she said that I hadn't bought her any books on her Kindle. So she went and found this book that she had written when she was 65 and it was full of angst and pain and just the whole crap of her life. Like my, 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 I mean, I adore my dad. He was a womanizer, alcoholic, you know, not the kind of man you want to be married to. I'm and liking him already. <laughs> you are. <laughs> you like, he was great. I tell you what, he was great fun, my dad, but yeah, he was a bit of a boy. Best Clearly, if your mum wrote a book about him, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she had all this stuff in a book and um, she said, because there was nothing on a Kindle, she took this book down and she yeah. was massively embarrassed about the anger, the pain, the angst and the whatever. And what's happened recently is that she and I have been having conversations about what's in her book. And it's quite fascinating. Her her life mirrors my life because she lived in a conflicted environment. And I was like, yeah, mum, so did I. So coming back to answering your question, it's finding the right the right environment, the right medium, and it's not getting hung up on rules. I go to bed every night and I pick up a journal and I might write a word, a sentence. I might write reams. I do things like I have, um, I use oracle cards for prompts. I've written like tiny little books that have got journaling prompts in. You've just got to find the right way that's for you. Um, and something that I find that holds people back, I mean, Andrew, I'm in awe of you. Like you've got like 600 years full of stuff and all indexed and cross-indexed and <laughs> when I left the UK, I got all of my journals and I burnt them. So one of the things that people find <laughs> now massively cathartic. And what I do now, it doesn't really matter about these journals, because what I do now is on, on a full moon, I will burn. I'll flick through, and if there's anything that's like a business idea or something that's worth keeping, I'll keep. But I, I send I send my angst to the universe because oh, I don't want to read it. Yeah. I have kept my um, I, I my my spine fractured a couple of years ago. I do still have those journals, and they mm. they are to remind me of how strong I was, how resilient I was, how I managed to heal myself. But everything else, burn them. 
<laughs> but you know what's powerful about it? We've got the opposites here, haven't we? Yeah, exactly. And that's, <laughs> and that's what's so powerful about it is that the value, you know, I asked the question of Andrew, like what's the benefit of you for, 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 for journaling? We learned so much about how Andrew's process, his knowledge, his life experiences, and it's an access to making decisions now in the present. Dale, you contrasted that beautifully with this is, this is about you know, expression and tuning into yourself. And for you, the power in that is in letting it go and passing it on, on to, onto the universe through burning them. And what's important there is that the benefit is clear and evident to you both. And you're able to access it through journaling, even though they're so so different. Um, no, and the no, other thing, you, I, can't, you can't say that, Johnny. No, it's wrong to burn. What are you? Don't you endorse Dale? I don't know. You, Sorry. Don't let her off the hook, Johnny. That's just not on. That's not right. <laughs> this comment has this comment has not been endorsed by Andrew Priestley. <laughs> I have a ritual. Do, do you know, years and years ago, I tell you, the question was a really good one. How did I get into it? I also had a role model to me, a guy called John Drews, who's a really famous Australian artist. When I went down, he had a country property and he actually bought an old boat shed. When the river went up and flooded everything, they got rid of the boat sheds and he bought one and he turned that into his art studio. But one part of his, A, he never let anyone in there, right? And, uh, but he, but he let me in there because we were both illustrators and did drawings and stuff like that. And he had the most amazing library of visual diaries going back from when he was a child. And much like Moira, your bookcase behind you, there was just, you look at it and I just, I, it was, it was a richness that I could not, you pull any book. So it wasn't words, but it was drawings and illustrations that, that informed his paintings. And I, I could understand why he kept it, right? But, um, but maybe you create in different ways. But, you know, I, I, I was, I found this Monty Roberts. Do you know Monty Roberts, the horse guy? The horse, the horse whisperer. Have you heard yeah, of the horse yeah. whisperer? Monty Roberts, right? Okay. So Monty Roberts, um, I caught up with Monty and I was asking him stuff and blah, 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 and he, he gave me a whole thing about horses and, and apparently we're very much like horses, right? Um, you know, he was talking about, you know, how we, you know, some of us are horses' asses, you know, that you stand at yeah, the back okay, of the yeah, horse. Yeah. But, <laughs> but he was talking about that. But the, the thing about moving a horse in circles and stuff like that got me thinking about circles mm. and about... Um, stages and cycles in life, right? And and it's a funny thing. I developed a, a, an idea around the difference. We know we talk about inner child, for example. So I did a lot of inner child stuff, right? And then I was getting nowhere with it. And then I realized, actually, we've got an inner grown-up, mm. which doesn't come out much, right? Because we were talking about the adult, but you and I, we all know adults who they're just kids masquerading as, as, a, as you know, the crew. Chronology doesn't tell me whether they're a grown-up or not. It just tells me they've reached an adult thing technically. Mm. And I really wanted to play with that. But it's funny how you get two different things and then they come together. That was a... And you, you had and access to that because you journaled it. I couldn't, I couldn't get rid of journals like that because mm. I go, wow, that's... Because I look at that still and it's still got an energy to it that, that shapes and informs what I do with you know, vulnerable children today. Yeah, I do yeah. keep some stuff that I get downloads like that. I tear them out. She's backsliding. Yeah. Everything else. <laughs> just to make you feel, make you feel better, Andrew. Yeah, I've yeah come on, Moira. Back me up. I know. So, Moira, I keep my stuff, I, but it's it, but I don't scan it. So there's a big 
off off here there's a big cupboard that is just full of I would say shit, but actually it's yeah. valuable treasure, Andrew. Yeah. <laughs> Moira, when you're working with in businesses, right, and you and you get resistance to this subject, how how do you address that? You know, you, especially you're, you're, you're talking to business leaders who probably think they know it all anyway, and plus you're coaching some people down the chain as well inside of teams. So actually, there's quite a lot of value that could everybody could have from this from this journey in their individual roles, their, the, the team, the leadership. When you hit resistance, and interestingly. I'm guessing from the from the responses I've had, do women find it easier to journal than men? Well, answer that inside the question. Um, okay. Well, I mean, you've made a whole set of assumptions, and you did it right at the beginning as well. You said yeah. today, you said Dale, you deal with the inner stuff, and Moira, you deal with the business stuff. Yeah, and okay, that's yeah. the biggest problem. You are a whole person. You don't leave a bit of you at home when you go to work, or at least not anymore. And, yep. and the point is, well, we never have, but people have tried to. And that tension has pulled people apart, but also, also meant that work, people bring their patterns of relating to work. In fact, we bring our family of origin to work and the way we fit in. So when I talk to leaders, I talk about attachment theory. So how do, how, and about how, uh, how they fitted in with their, how did they get attention? What were they recognized for? Uh, stories come out like the high chair story, like that you, you're the center of your universe as a child. You'll take it that your mom's not taking any attention of you, you know, poor you when something's probably happened to her. So the stories that we tell ourselves. And so working with senior leaders, it's about what's the story they're telling themselves mm. and what stuff mm. do they need to let go of in order to be more collaborative, to be more compassionate, especially for men. They may have grown up with parents who grew up in the war, for example. And there's something traumatized about the whole parenting model there. And then they bring that to work and they become slightly sort of neglectful and they close their doors and they don't give feedback and they, they believe in things called tough love. And I'll go and go, no, there's only love. If it's tough, it's something else, but it's not love. So I'm, I'm actually called as the love lady. <laughs> Because I talk about love at work a lot. And so it is about feelings. If somebody's resistant to that, I love it. I love watching people get a little bit uncomfortable because then I'll say to them, are you uncomfortable? And and they'll want to talk about other things maybe. But actually I find men really, really just want to go, oh, thank God for that. Mm. So in my coaching, men are much more likely to cry much quicker than women. Just non-scientific. Okay. <laughs> but still, that might freak some people out on here. Right? They're listening and they go, I thought this was going to be about journaling and now you're trying to get me crying. Like, no, 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 no. So, no. So, but the, the access, to the, there's, there's an access to doing that. There's an access to knowing themselves better and being a better leader. And, yeah, and journaling, journaling is, a, is, a, is an access to that. It's a vehicle yeah, to get I mean, there. My, yeah, my definition of journaling is putting emotions on paper. Yeah. So. It's, it's different for everyone, but essentially we always come back to who we are. And so the other thing I compare it to is mindfulness. And so I think it's a version of mindfulness. And, and the purpose of mindfulness is not to sit on the mat. The purpose of mindfulness is to allow us to be more resilient and more responsive and more aware in the moment of what's going on for us. And that's the same with journaling. It's not that the act of writing this stuff is not the point. It's what 
the it's the process and what accrues after it. Like for Andrew, you've got 20, 30, 40 years of stuff that is coming back to you. Um, There's a richness to it more. There's a real richness to it. Yeah, that's what, and I think that's, so that's why I've called my book Journal Safari because it's a journey and then it's about revisiting it and looking back at it and, and making different meaning from from it. So, um, but your feelings are always there. That's how our brain works. We feel first and we think second. So, if you think you're making a wise decision, you, it's what your emotions doing underneath it. Yeah. So, mm. yeah. And I, I know from because I, 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 I do yeah. I do enjoy writing. Right. I've always, I've always written quite well. And if I'm going to write, if I'm going to write to someone, or if I've got something in heartfelt to write then i will make sure i always write it with a pen rather than type it because mm-hmm. actually my my feelings and emotions and thoughts come out more fluidly through a pen mm-hmm. than they do than they do through typing and i you know so I, so i can recognize that in myself there's there's a, there's a level to which i'm connecting with my my true being my true my true feelings my true words in actually writing those letters rather I, I, than typing. I would probably I'd probably add on what you're saying Johnny and what Moira was just saying there's a bit of a disconnect if you're typing journaling mm-hmm. I, I've never been a fan of yeah. typing because there's a there's that you're putting one extra piece in there you know there's you know you can look at the energy that comes yeah. out of your handwriting for a start yeah. and it uses a different part of your brain so typing goes into your automatic memory um, so you okay. can type just like, you know, when you drive, you, it's possible to drive a few miles and not even remember where you've been or how you've got there. Especially typing. if you live in the same bloody town you grew up in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's now in automatic memory. I'm, I'm a touch typist. I can type without really thinking. But handwriting still requires something else. And then there's the energy and there's the mark making and the scribbling and the doodling. I mean, my... These are what I work with. When I go to teams, they all get a box of these because crayons. it's in a child. Yeah, crayons. It's in a yeah, child, a right? So it's 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 about letting go of this idea that it has to be sophisticated and that it has to be careful. And there's a process of letting go. Um, is what I that that my role is to get people much more comfortable with what's underneath and therefore it's about letting go and being playful and experimenting and and that kind of thing and then all the Mm. stuff that comes out underneath because there's like layers and then what's underneath is really interesting rich is what andrew i like that one so i I, I agree i agree with you about the leadership piece because i work with leaders as well the only thing is i'm probably I, unfortunately, I do use a bit of tough love because I have some guys, and I say the only way you can do is journal it. Oh, I don't. Like, I said I'm not asking you. That's what you're going to be doing. You're going to be journaling, right? And they I go, just oh, blah, blah. I said, no, 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 no. And, and I said, if, if we're going to talk about this, we're going to have an argument about this. I'm not charging you enough, right? So if I say do it, that's what it, that it is, right? And there's that sort of it's a bit of West End theatre, right? Yeah. But I just say real men journal. Hmm. Well, you're from the Southern Hemisphere, like I am. So I just say I'm I'm being very Zimbabwean right now. And Are you when from I say South Africa, from Zimbabwe, no, Zim. I'm from Zimbabwe. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> so I yeah, just yeah, Mora, yeah. Yeah, just wait till I have a couple of red wines, and then the accent will come back. But I've been... Well, listen, guys, I'm I'm a good I'm a good example of, of this, right? Because I've started to journal. I've started to journal written. I've started to journal in in um, uh, Evernote. 
Um, I've, I've, I've stopped, I've started, I, I, you know, and, and, and I have a coach now we, we, we speak and, you know, and have worked together for the thick end of a year. And, you know, she's like pulling her hair out with around like, why not just journaling, Johnny? Um, so I'm, I would be getting the kick up the ass here, basically. That's what bad I'm getting. Bad Johnny, bad Johnny. I've got a question for Dale. Can I ask a question of Dale? Yeah, yeah go, go for it. Yeah. Uh, you said something that just made, gave me the heebie-jeebies, right, burning diaries, because because I have this dilemma, and Moira, maybe you can help me too, right, because I've got all of, these, all of these diaries which I've scanned and stuff like that. Part of me, I don't want to let go of them. Because it's a big part of my history, right? But I also think, you know, John Drew said to me that the uh, the uh, National Gallery in Australia, the National Art Gallery in Canberra, they what they knew that he had did visual diaries, and they wanted to requisition them as a bequest, right? To have you've got an artist with a living end to end journal from right when he started his career, right through his career, right? Which is such a rarity to see somebody. What what they would do them, what God only knows. Got, I, you know, I don't know what anyone would do, but I think, God, would I want my kids reading that sort of stuff? And so there's that real pull. What do I do, Dale? Do you say once I'm gone, that's my request that they get shredded or do you scan them and put a passcode and let them spend the next 40 years trying to figure out the password to get into them? Or what, what do you do? So if I, if I were you and I had... C- kept and collated all of those things what i what i feel is if someone finds my journal and they read something they don't like then that's tough on them so in your case i would bequeath your journals to your kids and say fill your boots kids and let them you're dead i mean you're you know you're your spirit is still hanging around and you know you can in their ears and whatever while they're doing it i <laughs> if, if, if it were me and I had written all that stuff, I'd, I'd just let him have it. Because when you're dead, what yeah, do you yeah, yeah. have? And, you know, what an honour. When I think about my mum's books, I haven't, I've, I've read a, a few bits of things, but I know that when she goes, I've got part of my mum to read in that stuff. Mm-hmm. And I would hate her, you know, although she's turned them into novels, and we've discussed them at length. That is such a beautiful legacy for me. I don't have kids. You know, I don't have anyone in my life but my dogs. They can't read. So if I, if I were you and I'm not, I would, I would hand them over. I mean, on the, the, the thing of someone reading them, when I was in um, my last relationship before I came to Spain, um, I remember this one day, he'd done something really horrid to me and I got out my journal, because at that time I kept my journals. And I got out this journal and I went, I've asked for all of these things from the universe for the right man. I said, I've got you. And he just went, be careful what you wish for. And I thought, oh. And at that point, I remember thinking, do you know what? It was an awful relationship. I thought, do you know what? If you read what I've written about you, tough luck. So I would bequeath to your kids and let them enjoy the richness yeah, yeah, yeah. of knowing you at a at a deeper, different level. My, my mum used to journal, right, and she had journals for each year. And I was asking my brother, I said, have you got mum's journals? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, because we, we all want to know, what, was the, what did you write when I was born? You know, that sort of stuff. And anyway, he said, oh, I've got all the journals. He said, but the, the year you were born is missing. And I said, where is it? He said, well, mum didn't want you to know that you're adopted. <laughs> oh, okay. 
As a and true, I did, oh, really? he was just, he was just crazy pranking you. No, no, no. He was, yeah, he's, 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 he's yanking the chain, but he says, yeah, yeah. Oh. He said, we just didn't want you to know. We took, we just didn't want you to know you were adopted, right? And, you know, so, but, but the thing was, the most amazing thing was, like, I, this is, this is what you're saying, Dale, is really, really good point. Um, mum was up in crew during the Second World War, right? And mm-hmm. she was, she was seconded. She was a hairdresser and she was seconded at the age of 16 to go work for the Rolls Royce uh, factory, which was at Crewe, which they converted into an aircraft engine factory, right? For the Second World War. And, uh, one night, uh, she was there and they said, look, it's early. You can go home. There's nothing happened or you're not on that night, something like which she wrote about. And that was the night it got bombed. So you sort of read this journal about, she was annoyed because she was going to miss out on a night's pay, right, and being with her girlfriends and stuff like that. So she had to go home and her dad was, well, look, and she was all upset about it. But that particular night, that factory got, I think, 39 women died. And, wow. and you go, I mean, how, how weird is that, you know? But, um, but that I think is a, is a marvelous thing about keeping a journal that, that you, you tap into things like that, you know? Which is, which is fascinating to read about my mother's life, yeah. And she had Alzheimer's, so I used to tell her stories from her journals and stuff like that, which she never remembered. But if I sung them to her, she got it. Wow. That's beautiful. <laughs> That's really, really beautiful. I, I was going to say as well that one of the things is to think about some of them, maybe some of them you give when you are still here. And then the other idea I had, because this is just the way I think, it's like some of those cool diagrams, you could make them into wallpaper and wallpaper the loom. But it's like, put them out there. You know what I mean? It's like some of your stuff's really in. I think people keep stuff in books a bit too much. Like if there's something interesting there, how could you put it on display or do something so that you go, that that's important to me right now or whatever. So I just thought about Lou wallpaper full of all of those diagrams and everything would yeah. be super cool. But other, other people's interpretations of things can be, can elevate and take, take it to the, to the next level. So, mm. I mean, there's, there's, there's so many interesting thoughts and I think inside of businesses, not to suddenly get too, too seriously about it but again, but inside of businesses, that, process of looking at different experiences and different interpretation mm-hmm. situations could be really useful um, f- as a team grows and expands or, or or in basic terms we were at this event last summer how did it go we're at this event this this summer and how did it go um, it, it, things get too formalized like oh yeah write a post event report and actually it will say it went quite well 100 people turned up but it won't be a journal like actually no. the emotion of the day and, and 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 things like that and i think what i'm taking a lot out of this from our from our in the business sense is how much of the the the, the realness of a of a journal can be a value um and in and helping people shape their 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 team or their own life or their family and and certainly their future aspirations i i've, I've seen in what you've shared, Andrew, literally, because we've seen those pages that, um, and, and, and knowing you a little as I do now, that it occurs to me that part of your success at this point has come from those building blocks. To me, a lot of my knowledge is just in my memory banks. It isn't, it isn't utilized like that into, in, into a journal. And I think having spoken to other people about success strategies and things that they do, um, this is journaling is not something that, the majority of people do, but when you yeah. talk to people that do do it, it, it is one of their success 
you know, yeah. the, the cornerstones of their I success. Hang up, Johnny, because one of the most famous journalists of all time is Marcus Aurelius, right? Yes. Which, which he was to, called Meditations, right? So he's got well, that. Well, some, some people said he's like the originator of, of, of journaling and stuff, but that, that may just be it's good, good, good prose. <laughs> but can you just explain who he is? Because people won't know. Well, Marcus Aurelius was a, was a Roman emperor. Yeah. Right? So he used to journal. And this is in the days when, Dale, you think you've got a tough, trying to get a journal book, right? He, he, they had to go to Egypt to get papyrus made up for this sort of stuff. But, and he had to write it in Greek because Greek was the language of, it was philosophy, right? So there was also a pressure to be profound. But, but again, you know, when I looked at my mum's journals, there's the, the profoundness comes in the incredible simplicity Mm. Sometimes the, the little things that she was talking about, how you know she lost her dad's teacup or something like that, which is you know, and I know my grandfather and I know how much he loved his cup of tea, and so there's a, again there's a real warmth to those those tiny observations, and so sometimes I I felt when I'm journaling is to also notice little things like when I sing to my grapes, you know, I just know they've they've grown. Now they're going to probably think I'm nuts, but. I had a vineyard and grapes don't grow unless you sing to them, right? So <laughs> I sing to my dogs. Yeah, there you go. Look at them. Look how big they are. They bark. See? They are very big. I've just shared, if anyone wants, I've just shared a link to Marcus, the Marcus Aurelius Wikipedia yeah. page. Um, what's what's his, is it basically stoicism? Too. Stoicism comes from Marcus Aurelius. And what's yeah, his, what's his book? Too, if you um, read Marcus Aurelius, slow, slow it down because there's a tendency to consume. Um, stuff like that because, you know, I, I probably read one of these things a day and I'll stop and actually think about it and I might journal about what I'm – because, you know, his stuff is very profound. He's dealing with issues that I'm thinking about, you know. Yeah. Jeff, right. listen, there's, there's, a, there's, a, there's a daily poke. Oh, go on, go on Maura, sorry. That, Maura? I think it's really important to, that this is a, an action of slowing down. It's about – kind of resting on something, you know, and it's emergent, Johnny, like you were saying about business, it doesn't have to be output driven, but something does emerge, something yeah. maybe more valuable than what you thought was going to emerge. And I think that's the value of it. Instead of just going in a straight line, we can go deeper and then emerge with something else yeah. that's just as valuable or more valuable. Not, not get hung up on what you're writing that day, because actually mm. juice will come out on day 10 whether they even if they don't connect together, you couldn't have written what you wrote on day ten without writing what you wrote no. on day one to nine. Yeah, um, yeah. Can I just add something? Um, I just spotted this scrappy bit of paper, and you can you can scan read it if you like, Andrew, because I've actually made a video of it. But something that I found really really powerful this this was this was a little letter to my heart, so dear heart, and. Um, so I scribbled it on this bit of paper, but what I have found really, really powerful is actually reading it aloud and making it into a video and using it as a teaching point. And I tell you what, mm. it's like my heart, when I, I th this one was the first one I ever did of that. And my heart was going, oh my God, people are going to hear all this like deeply personal stuff. And I thought, I think people need to hear it. But there's something about actually reading your own words out and listening back that actually helps you to process and find your voice. And it's something I've been doing in the last couple of months, and it is so immensely powerful. I mean, I often read things to my mum, and I go, oh, no, I've just read it. And, you know, it really, really helps to get it out. And, I, and I'm really, 
I'm going to be doing more of this, writing stuff that is deeply personal. I wrote something the other day, what I've never liked about me. And it was, I never liked anything about me. And it was, you know, all the stuff. Of, it was only a little tiny piece about you know, stuff that had happened, but ended up with this massive journey to self-love. And, well, actually, I quite like me now. And I'm going to record. I couldn't do it at the time because it, it, I just felt so full of emotion. But for people who want to hear what they've what they've written, read it out. You don't you don't have to do what I do and put it on YouTube or Facebook. <laughs> no, but you could I, record you could record it on your phone and, and play it back like that. Yeah, of course. But because of the work that I do, I want people to get really connected to you know their their bits of stuff. And if I can't show up. How could I expect someone else to write something that is so deep and that is, you know, is really lifting the rubbish out of their body? So putting a voice to it is massively healing. Yeah. So well, this, I tell you what, this is a masterclass in journaling, mate. <laughs> I know, it's it's uh, it's 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 an absolute pleasure to ha- have you all on, and we are heading towards the the top of the hour, which is where we generally like to keep these things. I know Maura wants to say something. She's she's ready. She's got a comment. Yeah. Come on, Maura, <laughs> no, what were you I thinking? Was I was watching you. You were looking at that, and you think, mm, "You're nodding." I know you had a comment there. Last word, Moira. Come on, Moira. No pressure. Come on, Moira. <laughs> you were asking about earlier on. You asked about how people get started. Yeah. And one of the things that I do a lot is say to people, just get a pen and a paper and it's called free writing. But essentially you take a pen, you take your paper and you set your timer maybe for three minutes and you Mm. write and you keep writing. And even if you get stuck, you go, I'm stuck. And the question that I asked on the journal challenge that I did on Facebook was, how are you feeling? Well, what's going on for you now? How are you feeling? What are you thinking? And every night, they, that's how people started for three minutes. And it's kind of yeah. like a clearing activity. But yeah. if you're stuck, that's what I advise. I always say to people, just get your pen and paper and answer a question like, why am I finding this so hard? Could be the question. Or, you know, why am I so angry right now? Or what am I feeling? Um, but just get your pen and paper, set a timer for three minutes if everyone's got three minutes and most people go oh my gosh something else emerges and then that frees you to do the other so stuff. they wrote for longer afterwards yeah oh yeah yeah, yeah but just try it johnny and, and, and i get that and having when i was the stuff i was doing in evernote i had like categories what did i learn today what was something that was a challenge today um when I, I um basically they were my like cues and i think if, if you're creating a habit if it's something you haven't done before those those levers, those springboards that you can utilize just to get you started each evening mm-hmm. until it becomes a more natural habit, until you mm-hmm. find the pen flowing, there's nothing wrong. <clears throat> excuse me. There's nothing wrong with having, what did I do today? What went well today? What wasn't, or what, what was a challenge, mm-hmm. right? I don't want to say what went wrong today. I'm only a bit more positive than that, but what was a challenge that I, that I enjoyed today? Or, and then maybe what is a question I couldn't answer today where actually you're just, throwing that out there to your mind to come up with a solution whilst you're asleep or whilst you're, because our subconscious mind can work on problems for us mm. 
even whilst we're doing other things. And I think that's that's an important element of journaling that we haven't perhaps touched on there is that by 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 digging into a subject, our subconscious mind will work on it for us in the background. Mm. I, I had a, I had a guy I'm working with at the moment, Johnny, who said, "Oh, I'm not I'm not into this journaling stuff." And I said, "Well, I'm not asking. I want you to journal, right?" Oh, this doesn't work. I said, "Have you ever journaled?" He said, "No." I said, "Well, we can't have a discussion about <laughs> journaling, can we? Until unless you've tried it, right?" But then he just got hooked for that very reason. He started to put down some core questions that he wanted to journal about, like you were saying, and then suddenly that lifted the lid. And then he said, oh, shoot, I've missed out. I should have been doing this for so long. And that's I hear that from so many people. I wish I'd started this a lot, lot sooner mm-hmm. for any number of reasons, you know. Yeah, awesome. Yeah. Well, listen, guys, this has been amazing. And no, no, we I don't think, want to go now. We don't I want to know, go now. I don't have so much more to tell you. Get, get a glass of red wine. Let's sit here. Let's have a chat. <laughs> Johnny, Johnny, don't leave. It's Monday and it's raining. Johnny, Johnny's going to pull the pin on us. Put it in your journal. Send it to me. Um, <laughs> Listen, Moira. I, I'm um, as I said, you've, you've started this call where we talked about the uh, the habit challenge, and actually, journaling is a good habit, right? I'm, I'm encouraging journaling as a habit, and I could have prattled on for eight minutes about why people should journal, but it it wouldn't have been anywhere near as much gold as as, as come out of this. And um, I really love the idea of doing a journaling challenge, Moira. So we're going to put put that into the uh, Team Superdad group, and um, you know, get get any or all of you back to to, to comment on. on on that how do we contact moira and dale that's what we're about to, we're about to wrap up like that yeah definitely yeah. <laughs> on facebook, you. I'm on facebook. <laughs> let's let's do this then okay starting from clockwise top of the top of the screen moira uh, thank you so much for being on, on on board how can people work with you where can they find your stuff about your challenges and etc well if you google me you'll find me but moira mackie any version of my name will come up um dot com and Therese, she knows me um she's just made a comment. So yeah, you can work with me um in a group, you can work individually. I'm just about to do a journal safari, a guided safari with journaling. So uh look safari. at the website, check me out. Yeah, it's it's a safari, it's a journey into the unknown. You know what you kind of journal safari more <laughs> <laughs> So yeah. Just, just Google me. You'll find me. I'm all over the place. LinkedIn, Are you on LinkedIn? Facebook. Yeah, I'm on LinkedIn. Of course I'm on LinkedIn, yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, LinkedIn, Facebook. Uh, not so keen on Twitter. And, um, yeah. How do we find Dale? How do we find you, Dale? DaleDaly.com, Facebook. I'm on LinkedIn. Um, yeah. Just, well, I'll come and find you. I think you're more famous than me. <laughs> Well, Dale, you've, Dale your, your website is crammed full of awesome resources and, and, and different writing programs. So um, from creative writing to that inner soul work to writing your own um, nonfiction coaching type book, you've got courses for all those things. So that's awesome. Thank you. And Mr. Priestley, great to have that's you LinkedIn. on board. Linked, Andrew's LinkedIn, that's it. Is all, is all over LinkedIn. LinkedIn. Yeah, and andrewpriestley.com, but yeah. yeah. But LinkedIn, that's where most people catch up with me, but yeah. Where do they find you, Johnny? 
Well, they find me at teamsuperdad.com and we're on the Habit Challenge at the moment. So that's teamsuperdad.com forward slash Habit Challenge. The F5 program for dads who are busy dads who want to create their best life ever. The F5 is launching in uh, later in August. So we look forward to bringing on the latest cohorts to that program. And I am going to have to start journaling now. So uh, I have three accountability coaches (laughs) who are going to say to me, next time they see me, where's the journal, Mr. Jensen? And I have to be able to say here it is so this has been very powerful thank you at home you two at home get a journal start journaling we're watching (laughs) not just any journal it's got to be you've got to be able to scan it you've got to be able to scan it burn them write them and burn them yeah it's got to be scannable burnable good and shareable moira that's one you 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 you, uh, were clear to to get across as well johnny how cool are you mate you've just got the besties hanging out with you right on this journal thing you've just picked the talent eh? (laughs) i i learn i learn uh, well i said to you more today didn't i it's you know the the, the teacher needs to always be learning i Mm. i part of my motivation for team super dad was was came from me asking myself the question, how am I going to fix this? How am I going to achieve what I want in, in life? And, um, uh, I share this in my story all over the place, but I was, I was up a mountain in Austria and there was a blizzard and we were crossing a crevasse and, and I was in my divorce and it was all <laughs> crappy. And I was like, I've got to fix this. And then boom, team super. I've got, I've got the, uh, the piece of paper that I wrote up on that mountain. It's in front of me here. So wow. that's the blueprint of there team super. That's brilliant. <laughs> So that's Schloss, there. Schloss gold, Johnny. Schloss yeah, gold, well, we yeah. got to the we got to the um, we got to the the mountain hut, and we sort of broke the door in, and the, and this this the, the lady was there. I said, oh, "I need a piece of paper. I need a piece of paper." That was the biggest piece of paper she had, <laughs> which is kind of perfect because it, it it just screams oh, yeah, Aust- the time and the place. Yeah, yeah, it screams like Austrian mountain hut. Yeah, Austrian mountain yeah. hut. Great. That's well, awesome. thank you guys. Awesome. I really That's appreciate awesome. your time. Mm-hmm. We'll see you see you next time. Thanks, Johnny. Team Super Dad out. Bye. This has been Team Super Dad. Find us at teamsuperdad.com. 